here we go. Big man here. It's not looking good, Bev. That's a very erotic voice, by the way. Fuck you, Deputy Stike. Sorry. Fuck you. Hey. There've been years around here waffling. Where'd you get these two guys from? <laughs> Give me a lip to last. Did you support Arsenal before the brain injury? You are an absolute disgrace. You're a cheat. I hope Brian get rid of it. Where are you? I don't know, Jeff. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. Sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. The fucking bass is fucking rough. Welcome everybody to the OnlyFans Football Podcast, Episode Three, the Premier League Preview. Pre- Premier League Preview. How are we feeling? Good. Good. Are you happy to be back? I'm delighted. We this, are. This, go on. This majestic, Adzi. We are. If anyone's been keeping a close eye on our Instagram story, we are in the new and improved studio two five zero. Kieran, you've put in some work over the summer, haven't you? Yeah. Some work. And famously named after the pandemic unemployment payment is this studio. 250 yeah. a week, baby. I mean, I was thinking about that. It was, I'm not going to lie to you. It was actually 350 and then it was 205 But when you first said it, started, I was like, I'm just going to let this man live. <laughs> well, yeah, we are here today for the Premier League preview. Um, and, Cran, we have... First of all, we're, we're going to give a bit of fucking... A bit of a life update because we haven't been chatting... To the people since it's been a good while, we of course have the return of Get It Out, new and improved Get It Out, Kieran. This week, where it's going to be more quick for the news, we want to get everyone involved, don't we? Yeah, it's just the one every week. Um, and we're going to debut, Kran, and I might, I might kick off with this segment, and then we'll, oh, do you know what? We'll kick off with you, Kran. How are you, and how's your summer been? My summer has been unbelievable, Adzi. Like, it, it, it hasn't been like. A holiday field but i've really enjoyed it like i think it was the first summer back since the pandemic mm. and like you really felt that like there was a bit buzz about the place like everybody was out and um, doing things gigs the lot all the outdoor gigs the the beaches you know getting jumping in the 40 foot again i mean they didn't they, they did that during the pandemic anyway but you know <laughs> it, it just it had a good vibe about the place and but yeah ended up going to a dare manor golf club um, for a pro-am and watched a bit a bit of the top golfers and then actually met John Terry so I actually had a signed John Terry program here sitting beside us um, it was nice to actually finally meet one of the players that you, you grew up watching great to meet JT he's actually sound as well um, but yeah other than that um, finished my degree there's so much has been happening I, I can't fit it all into one how have you been keeping yeah, I, I've been I've been alright, Cran. To be fair, I've kind of nothing major to report as of yet. Um, I'm still on the hunt for an electric picnic ticket. So if anyone's listening and has has one gone, please do let me know. Um, but yeah, like I mean, like yourself, hasn't been too much holiday, too many holidays yet. I am going away at the end of the month, and I cannot wait for that with the lads. But um, yeah, conscious there was those few weeks, wasn't there? Like I think it was like the start of June. 
where there was like a concert on every day in Dublin and it was mad like there was a festival on obviously for Forbidden Fruit um, which we were at Forbidden Fruit in where is that again? Kilmainham Kilmainham Jail yeah. not on the jail part but we'll be outside it, you know you, you don't ended up it. in jail yourself <laughs> <and> I, <yeah. laughs> Man, um, joy. Um and that was unbelievable wasn't it I think you, you don't remember much of the first day unfortunately but oh no the, that's why I didn't talk about it the, <laughs> the last gig of the day that we've seen of course was um, well, I remember quite clearly was for those I love Dave Balfe a good shells man um, honestly very very good gig um, there was something about it was very it was almost like intense at times yeah emotional emotional yeah, yeah that's the word I was looking for um, but a very good gig nonetheless and obviously bicep Peggy Gu it was such a good weekend. Kojak as well. Kojak yeah. as well. Shout out Kojak. Cabra's on. Around the corner there. Um, and yeah, and then there was Falls. Falls was unbelievable. I know you weren't at Falls, but it was a really good... That was probably the gig of the summer though. It was that, anyways. Chilies. The chilies kind of let down. Not going to lie. Chili peppers. I do feel let down. I do, yeah. I think They didn't play Under the Bridge, which you pay was a lot of, You pay a lot of money to see like the songs that you, you grew up listening to, you mm. know, the nostalgia element, and they go ahead. I know they had a new album out, but play a few of the tunes, or at least stay on a bit longer and play the tunes. Like, mm. don't go ahead and play loads of... Yeah, no no Under the Bridge, yeah. no Dark Necessity. Scar Tissue. Mm. Zephyr song. They're really good songs, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Jerry Soonan as well. I was, we were oh you yeah we oh no you weren't at that but that was another good gig that was a really good gig yeah. I think Anderson Pack remember we see, we seen him ourself yeah. and Ian could be better than the main. I think and yeah that was for the Chilies mm. I think Anderson Pack was probably the highlight the best the best kind of gig I've been to the, this summer and only a seven song set or something like that but he was still good wasn't he to be yeah fair. he was very good yeah. um but other than that commentating away I was commentating on uh, my first Dublin derby on yeah. Wednesday evening. Which Shell, was an experience. commentary, isn't it? That's the one. Yeah. The WNL are really, really enjoying it. It's uh it's great crack. It's um it's a good experience as well and kind of this part of my life and I know he's trying to build up like a little media portfolio and um immensely grateful to Gav and Sean and, and Cleary for all giving me the chance to spoof on air. But um yeah, other than that, all good. I'm really looking forward to this season, particularly after yesterday. Um, I thought yesterday's game was very good and we will probably get into that now in a minute but I'm looking forward to seeing how we can evolve this as well um, obviously we had Aaron and Warren on and we're not going to stop there we do plan on getting more people on in the future um, two of our highest rated episodes I think it's fair to say and we're really grateful for anyone who's stuck around who's listened to, like imagine being a new listener from those two and you're like oh, do you know what? I'll stick on the prime preview and we're here talking about the Red Hot Chili Peppers not playing Sephir song. You know what I mean? But thanks for joining us. We do really um, appreciate everyone joining us. But Cran, I'm going to swiftly move on to a mini segment that we're going to do every week. Because of the new studio, I think it's imperative. And something we want to do is we have a jersey of the week. And this is essentially the segment. And this week, our jersey of the week, Cran, comes from Ajax of Amsterdam. And the reason we're doing jersey of the week is essentially we're just going to tell a story about the jersey behind the jersey why we have it about the player maybe that's on the back of the jersey and this week is of course um sebastian haller's jersey of his time in ajax last season of course the groundbreaking champions league goal scoring season he had he was really really good 
anyone who's listened from the beginning will know that we love Sebastian on this podcast. It's not just a coincidence that we have his jersey. And we do, we said on last week's with Warren, we do send him all our love and prayers to his family as well. We know he's gone through a tough time. But Cran, this jersey came from our trip to Amsterdam. Yeah. Um, way back in March, I want to say. And that was a bit of a bad period for the podcast as well because you were doing college work, I was working. And like we couldn't release as many as many podcasts as we wanted to. On time, especially. Mm. Yeah. And we struggled with that for a while, but we're back better than ever now. But this jersey, I think, represents a lot for me. It represents, it represents a memory of gone away with the lads. You know what I mean? It was, it was the first Piss Boiders away trip, wasn't it? And we had a, we had a hell of a time. We went, well, we, we told people, we went to Ajax and Feyenoord, which turned out to be an unbelievable game. We ended up watching it outside um, in Ajax Ultras pub. Do you remember we stood inside and they told us to get out? Yeah, they hated us. They hated us. And yeah. then, then we were drinking outside and looking through the window, which was, I mean, not really cool. But yeah, that is this week's Jersey of the Week. And please do come back next week to see what jersey we'll have hung up. Yeah. Pre-season stuff out of the way now. Mm. Moving in to what is the new season. It's crazy to say. And by the way, we're debuting a video podcast As well, this yeah. week. So there will be a video segment up on the YouTube channel. Mm. So make sure you're subscribed to that. Um, because I think we're throwing our predictions up video-wise on yeah. that. And hopefully get more people over that way. <laughs> So yeah, Kieran, as you said, new season, new us, no it's not really, it's the same us, um, and yesterday, like we do most weeks, we went to uh, watch the football, who knew, we went to watch the Community Shield Cran in Doyle's Corner of Fisbury. Good spot. Good spot, of course, we've been there before, DJ Pedro Pascal, he wasn't there yesterday, sadly. And shout out to that crazy owner as well, who likes to scare you as you come back from the bathroom, yeah. by saying boo. Bit sketch. Yeah, and I, would say. I, I, I was I was generally offended by that, you know. But we'll move on. <laughs> so we, we went to we went to watch the game yesterday, of course, Cran. Um I know you missed a good chunk of it, but I suppose I'll I'll get your I'll get your thoughts on the game real quick. Liverpool three, Manchester City one yeah. in the end. Um and as I said, I know you missed parts of it, but it was a very intense affair from the beginning. It was a very good high standard of a pre season friendly, in my opinion. Uh, the teams weren't up to their full intensity, obviously, because we are very early on in the season. It's going to take a while to get back up to those levels. But I think that it was very high-quality football. And you're looking at two teams here are probably, well, I'm not going to say probably, most likely going to be competing for the title. So you're looking at a, sort of a, a pre-fixture for the new season of two teams that are going to be in the title race. Mm. And, um, well, I think 3-1... It was a fair reflection of things. Um, Liverpool were were by far the better team. Man City didn't look very sharp, in my opinion. They didn't look their top top of their game. I think it's, I think they still need a left back. Obviously, Zinchenko has gone. We'll I chat about that when we talk our predictions as well. Yeah, Cucurella would be a good sign for them. But um, Haaland also missed the sitter, which I wasn't expecting it because Haaland is an absolute terminator. I don't think it will affect him much. He's going to score loads of goals. Um, but yeah, City did not look good, mm. in my opinion. They didn't look top mm. of their form. I think the thing with, with Liverpool, um, in contrast to City, is Liverpool have played, I think, five pre-season friendlies before that. And yeah. that, this would have been Man City's third run-out. 
Now, you can see from the offset, I know you use the word friendly, and that's it is a glorified friendly, to be honest. Mm. Just, I think the English press tend to hype this up like the FA Cup final and want Klopp and Guardiola to kind of take it that bit serious. I remember for the FA Cup final, the press was given out about Klopp and Tuchel not wearing suits and stuff like that, and I think it's all ludicrous, to be honest. Um, the game itself, yeah, see clearly where... I st- lo- lacking sharpness in comparison to Liverpool I think Haaland as you mentioned he, I think he had three or four good chances in the game obviously the one at the end where he skies it and you can see in his face he's smiling to himself he's kind of laughing and he's you know it, that won't affect him he's, there you he's go. still, yeah. still going to be as clinical um, the first chance in the first half he goes with like a scissor kick motion and they're kind of like head that in and it's, it's, one, it's one all at the time it would have been and then obviously that's a chance when he gets on his left foot, bodies Robertson and um, Adrian saves. Like you said, the intensity was very good. Um, I think I think Salah looked very sharp. There was a couple of times where Salah really you know, gave Kinsella the runaround. Mm. Um, I think if City are starting the season without Laporte or Stones, they might have a problem. Um, but yeah, we, we, I suppose we'll talk about their squads. Um, a bit later on but yeah, don't want to ramble too much about community shield do we no, uh, that's fair enough irrelevant we've seen Bayern Munich win 5-3 against Leipzig and it was like an unbelievable game of football it was absolutely bonkers <laughs> Sadio Mane was of course on the score sheet I think if there was ever a Euro treasure I think that match was potentially the most Euro treasure Euro treasure of all time if that makes sense you look at Bayern's options up front Gnabry, Sané, Coleman, <laughs> Muller, Mane, like they look really, really strong. And we're not going to probably discuss this week, but we probably will discuss our five dark horses for the season, our, our, our underrated shouts kind of um, thing that we done last season. But yeah, that, that was Doyle's. So if you're listening on Spotify or wherever you get your podcast, Acast, shout out to Acast, um, we do encourage you to turn over to YouTube now as we are predicting the Premier League from top to bottom bottom to top whichever way you want to describe it 20 to 1 we're going to start off with the bottom team Cran, who we have going down last so do you want to kick us off? yeah I do yeah um, Bournemouth why? why not? I mean you could say that for <laughs> every position in the league <laughs> I just think look so Bournemouth manager Scott Parker obviously um, he's brought up Fulham before we know this um, and he's done well he did well with Fulham to bring them up and he did well with um, he's done well with Bournemouth to bring them up and who they brought in it's very minimal they've only brought in Joe Rothwell and um, Fredericks on freeze and I don't think their squad is Premier League ready in my opinion so that's why based on logic I've, I've brought them down 20th just my own opinion yeah, that that's fair enough. Um, yeah, that that I mean that's not a bad show, Kieran. Um, I have Fulham finishing last. They are the epitome of a yo-yo club, and I just don't I don't trust them in any way, shape, or form. I think they brought in Gel Paulinia for twenty mil, Andrews Ferreira for ten mil, um, Manor Salomon from Shakhtar Donetsk on loan, and they also brought in Kevin Mbappé. Now. On on the surface, I think Mbabu and Paulinia are really good signs. Like, I think they are really good signs, but as long as Mbabu was playing in the defence with Tim Ream, 
and Anthony Robinson, I just don't fancy them stay up in the stands. Yeah, Reem, he's paper thin in defence, isn't he? Yeah, and um, he's been a part of every Fulham squad that's gone down. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just have Fulham finish last, and if I'm gonna make a ball chill, I'd say Marco Silva probably be the first manager sacked. What about what about Mitrovic and his all his goals last season? You don't think that will come into play? He never translates to the Premier League. He, he he's done it before Newcastle in Championship, and he's done it unreal, and then he just gets to the Premier League and doesn't perform. Now this isn't a dig at Fulham, but I actually don't particularly mind Fulham. But I just don't think I just think it suits them to get promoted and get relegated. It just suits them, and I just don't see them staying up. Yeah, fair. You're nineteen, Quan. Nineteen. I've gone for um, nineteen. I have gone for Fulham as well. I've gone for Fulham to get relegated. Yeah. So I've 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 sort of agreed with you there. Um, I don't think there's much else to say. You said it all. Yeah. And you're nineteen. My nineteenth is. And I, I kind of say this with a bit of angst because I, I really do enjoy them as a club and the scenes in the memory when they went up are great. But I just think Nottingham Forest are going down. I think there's far too much overturn in the window just gone. You know, they brought in a lot of players. Oral Mangala from um, Suckard, centre mid. Lingard on a free. I, we'll get on to Lingard in a minute. Harry Toffolo and Lewis O'Brien, both for 6 million each from Huddersfield, 6 million euros. Omar Richards from Bayern, which is I think could be potentially a very interesting signing. Um, Musa Niakate, who was really really good for Mainz last season. Now they got him for ten million, and I do think that's a very shrewd piece of business. Um, but I just don't know how all these players are, will click. They brought in Julian Biakane from Troye for ten million as well. Dean Henderson along with Lingard on loan from United. Um, and then the big signings for them have been Neko Williams from Liverpool, who did perform for Fulham last season championship when he went on loan. And he's actually, to be honest, he's a very capable fullback. And then Toivo Awani from Union Berlin. I, I got that right. <laughs> from Union Berlin, who last season had 29 games in the Bundesliga and 15 goals. So I'm just curious to see how all of these players will fit in to the squad that they previously had. Yeah. Um, I think Awani will get goals. I think we're gonna be saying his name wrong a lot this season. Right. Um but I do think I do think Forrest um I do I can see Forrest going down, unfortunately. They'll get lost in the woods. <laughs> um <laughs> I've got eighteenth I've gone for Southampton. Well. Ralph. Ralph. I, I can't mean, believe he's still there. And it suits. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I think he's flirted with relegation too often now, to be honest. So mm-hmm. I, I personally if I was to pick anyone to go down, it would be Southampton this season. Out of all the like established league clubs, um, they brought in Bazuni, who's a very good sign, very capable. Obviously, one of our own, Gav. Gav, uh, do you know him well? Yeah, I do actually. Yeah, he's, <laughs> um, he's he's a very good keeper. He plays internationally. Um, obviously, like Keller as well, up and coming. Unfortunately, we have two very good keepers in the same position, and not. Um, three even Mark Travers as well yeah. for Bournemouth three Premier League keepers there you go it's just the, the, this always happens you know we, we can't get multiple positions we can't have nice things <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah they've also brought in I think it's Mara from Bordeaux um, Lavia from City and Joe Rebo from Rangers obviously he, he'd be recognisable if you watch the SVL um, and the Europa League final last season but yeah I, I don't know I don't think they have enough this season to stay up again I could be wrong um, it's sort of that limbo zone relegation um, it, it's like 
this this thing we're doing is basically like a lottery. Any one of these teams flirting around relegation could go down. But yeah, I've gone Southampton. You add the 18th. 18th for me, Cran. Uh, I think it's finally gonna happen. Um, I'm gonna go with Everton. I think Everton are going down. <laughs> last season, to be honest with you, it was a toss up between Everton, Brentford, and Leeds. Right. They haven't invested enough, and the investment they have made, obviously Dwight McNeil, twenty four million. I th- I think it's a scandalous price for him who had thirty eight appearances last season and one assist in a boring yeah. team that got relegated. I think James Tarkovsky again, another very capable player. He's very good. When you're looking at who's around them, I just don't think they're good enough. Like I think Pickford and Goal on his day, he's one of the best in the league. Going forward, they've lost with Charleston. You know they have lost players as well, and I just don't think they'll stay up. I think Vanagre as well, the left back from Sport Lisbon. I I, I don't know why they got him. They have Mikalenko and uh, Parison, and it just screams like. I just think it's going to be a, a long season for them. Now, look at they could, I, I think, <laughs> a bit like Marco Silva, they're in prime position for Lampard to be the first manager sacked, for Sean Dyche to come in and save my Christmas. But, um, yeah, I just I just see everything going down. Your, your 17th position, Cran. I've gone, obviously you said Forrest will go down. I think Forrest are going to stay up. I think they're the only team that came up in the championship Um. I think can stay up I think I really rate Steve Cooper I think he's a bit of a a low key genius if yeah, I must yeah. say um, um, what's your man's name out of School Rock Dewey <laughs> is it Dewey? Do- Dewey or Ned Schneebly oh Schneebly <laughs> it is Schneebly <laughs> yeah Ned Schneebly, Ned Schneebly is staying up this season yeah. in my opinion the atmosphere their home stadium will bring as well will be a big factor in the tournament them staying up obviously passionate fans they've won the European Cup twice they they have the most potential for me to stay up. Obviously, as you said, Fulham and, and Bournemouth. Maybe not so much for Bournemouth, but Fulham are a yo-yo. They, they'll be going down, in my opinion. I think Forrest stay up. What was I going to say? It's funny as well how they let go of Samba. Yeah. After him sort of I think them through. I think he was like a part of the embodiment of Forrest last season. Yeah. I remember seeing the transfer and being like, a bit of a strange one. Um, I think they could struggle down as well because he's a very good player. Um, and as Henderson yeah. all he's made out to be as well you know, mm. I don't know yeah. you're 17th my 17th crown and as I said it was a toss up between themselves and everything I, I think Brentford will be down there this season Yeah. and I think the signings of Ben Mee and Strakosha in goal he's actually a very good goalkeeper as well um, something is enough to be honest I think Ivan Tony up front you know there's still rum- rumours of him going so if he is the goal I would definitely have Brentford as one of the firm favourites down there for relegation. You know, there's always a case of second season syndrome and stuff like that. So I think it'd be a tough season. And one player I'm, I'm eager to look at is Aaron Hickey, coming from Bologna's uh, underage Scottish international. He's a good player. 16 million they spent on him. And I'm thinking, could they have spent that 16 million better? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, it's an investment that, um, it's a big investment for a club like Brentford. Um, I think letting Ericsson go is, or not sign, not re-sign him, I suppose would be a better way of phrasing it, is mental, because I think he was a catalyst as to the reason why they played so well in the second half of the season, but yeah, it remains the same. Yeah. Um, Your 16th? My 16th, I've gone for Leeds, I think. So have I. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think the, they did well last season to stay up, and um, Jesse Marsh has brought in loads of signs, if you look at the signs Leeds have brought in Brandon Aronson from Orby Salzburg 
Sinistera, who I rate highly, obviously he played the Conference League final and I watched that and he's, he's a good player. Tyler Adams, uh, Rasmus Christensen, Mark Roca, lots of Americans who are playing the Bundesliga, mm. I'm noticing. A bit of a Salzburg and Leipzig raid as well going on. Mm. Yeah, I think they've made good enough business for after losing Rafinha and Phillips. They've, they've made decent business, you know, but I think, yeah, they'll just be flirting relegation, 16th. Mm, and I think, to be honest with you, after the season they had last season, I, I don't think they'd be too upset with that. No, um, no. You're looking at the likes of Bamford coming back into the team as well. Um, young Joe Gellhart, he should be good this season. You know, Jack Harrison, he's flirting with Newcastle, so he might be there. He, he'd be a big loss for me. Yeah. Um, Stuart Dallas, of course, is injured as well. Um, the signings, as you said, Sinistera, I think 29 goals, or 29 appearances, excuse me, last season, and 12 goals, one assist. Which is, I mean, that's very decent. Um, whether you can translate that form from the Eredivisie to the Premier League is another story. Aronson, twenty-eight million again. It's big investment. Mm. Um, and look at Jesse Marsh. Clearly trusts him. You know, Christensen from Salzburg. He had a very good season last season. I think he won Austrian Player of the Year or for that league, or whatever. Um, Marco Rocca. I don't know a whole lot about him. And Torrin Adams, of course, from Leipzig, seventeen million. All of this investment for Leeds really makes me wonder why not give Bielsa the money? Yeah. You know, and Bielsa really made Bielsa made chicken curry out of chicken shit. You know what I mean? Sixteenth is probably um a good show. Your so we'll just run through now, Cran. Fifteenth to eighth. What do you think? Yeah. Um Brentford fifteenth, Palace fourteenth, Everton thirteenth, Brighton twelfth, Villa eleventh, Wolves tenth, Newcastle ninth. Leicester 8 yeah my, my 15th 8 would be Bournemouth 15th Southampton 14th Wolves 13th Brighton like yourself in 12th 11th Aston Villa 10th Leicester City um, 9th Crystal Palace and 8th Newcastle so where do you want to start there we start with Leicester I think that's a good point to start yeah Leicester where do you have them finishing there I have them finishing 10th and the reason being is they haven't invested at all this summer and they haven't necessarily let anyone go now, as I said, to you, I said to you last night, the thing with Leicester is obviously they have no European football this season, and a lot of their investment they made last season to make a big squad for Europe, mm. um, they just haven't had the money to invest this season, so that's why they haven't. And I still think the likes of Vardy, Ianacho, Daka, that that they have enough there to I I suppose get get mid table. I think that'd be for a team that hasn't invested and are kind of staying stagnant. I think that, that, that'd be a good season for them. Yeah, I think a lot of Leicester's success relies on Verdi as well. We've seen last season when like he got injured for a while, they sort of fell off yeah. like for those four or five months. And then when he came back, all of a sudden, well, it's four goals a game for the next two games, and they won two games. So it's yeah. sort of like, I think a lot of it is him staying fit. And he's getting on a bit now as well. He's 36, is he? Yeah. 36, you know. He's getting he's getting into old age, pension, pensioner territory. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he has to start looking at retiring. Um, but yeah I think you'll have another two years and then maybe yeah I suppose another another good team to go in, and I have I have this team finishing 8 is Newcastle yeah um, 37 million on Sven Botman from Lille they've they've waited on him they were going to get him in January and they said no we'll get him in the summer and they they haven't diverted from that which I think is very admirable Nick Pope from Burnley 12 million He's he'll supposedly slot in goal ahead of Dubravka yeah um, and just a few from an Irish standpoint just a few exits there is Kieran Clark to Sheffield United and Jeff Hendrick to um, Reading I think it's a very interesting team Newcastle have and yeah. 
I, I do think they'll invest more. I, still, I, can, I can see them getting a centre midfielder to play with Grimaraj and Joe Linton. And I think a winger as well will come in. So I, I'd imagine Newcastle's been quite decent next season. and They had the most points from when Eddie Howe took over till the end of the season. I think the only team with more was Liverpool. So yeah. I, I, I fancy Newcastle to do well next season. Um, yeah, fun thing about Newcastle is like obviously they had the Saudi ownership. I expect them to spend way more this summer after getting taken over but obviously things fall into place financial fair play and such mm. to stop them doing that but yeah it's very interesting to see them sort of have a tame transfer window we say that yeah. it's still 50 million they've spent on yeah. two players so like you look at Leeds' window in comparison like they've they've spent some of the most money in the league which is, which mm. is mad but like I, I think there is rules in place with FFP and I think they're being a bit harder on Newcastle obviously with the Saudi ownership yeah. but yeah Um. I suppose, yeah, I just want to talk about Palace briefly because I have them finishing uh, 14th. Interesting thing to know about Crystal Palace um, is that they've played nine games this preseason. That's, what, a third or fourth of the games you play in the Premier League? You're playing nine preseason games. I think that's very interesting. I think they, they have the most of any other team in the league. Mm. So it's a bit mad. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how Vieira gets on with all that's going on yeah they haven't really invested either which I think is very interesting I think mm. the only player they've gotten is Chris Richards for 12 million from Bayern um, a relatively unknown player I suppose no one's really left either so they're, they're kind of like I, I think with Palace they have a lot of young players like Elise Eze obviously Zaha still there he'll do bits yeah um, Odson Edward one player I want to talk about real briefly who impressed me a lot in pre-season from the game against Liverpool and then the subsequent game against Man United was uh, Killian Phillips young Irish lad from uh, I think he's from like Kulock or something but he's playing for Drotla in the League of Ireland right. had a very good season a breakout season with Drotla got the move to Palace and I tell it he's a mad mountain he, he looked really good in midfield against Liverpool and he's someone who I fancy to, to have a really good season if, if Vieira puts trust in him I'd love for him to stay as opposed to Vieira getting rid of him on loan. Mm. But um, yeah, I think Killian Phillips has a very high ceiling and I do expect him to have a good season. Any big signings from those teams you're looking at? I think Villa signing Diego Carlos yeah. from Sevilla is a very big signing. Um, obviously, Tyrone Mings has been stripped of the captaincy. John McGinn now is the captain of Aston Villa. So I think that's, that's a massive thing for Steven Gerrard to do. And it shows, you know, I'm in charge and Back this is bone, yeah, and I think I think managers need to do that, and I think they need to do it more. Um, I think Carlos will slot right into mid, right into defense. Excuse me, um, is a very again a very good player, and I think it's one of the better signs of the summer, to be honest. And what's your opinion on the Nathan Collins move from uh, was Burnley? He's go, went to Wolves. Burnley to Wolves. Yeah. He's gonna slot in. I believe was it? Um, sorry, the Wolves centre back that left on free. Sice, Roman Sice. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's going to slot in for him, I presume. Yeah, I, I think I think it's it's a bit of a mad one because the way Wolves play, and I felt I felt for Wolves a bit because last season they were very tough to beat at times. You know what I mean? Like there was games against ourselves, Chelsea, City, that they done like really well in. Um, like I remember Liverpool there last season, Origi scored in the last minute for us to, to get three points in Molyneux. They don't. They don't, They haven't brought a lot of players in this. Obviously, Nathan Collins, twenty-four million for Borley. Horsfall, fair play to Borley for getting twenty-four million for Nathan Collins. He's a very good player. Um, I do think he has a high ceiling as well. 
I was a bit shocked at the 24 million price, but still, it's a good signing. He's seen his goal for Ireland in the Nations League as well. He's a very good player. Yeah. Um, I'm just I'm I'm kind of intrigued by Wolves a bit because Jimenez, Traore, Trinkau, can they do it again? Neto, Podence, they have a good squad, like. And yeah, and if you look at um their preseason results, pretty good stuff. Like they've won four, lost two. Like that's not a bad record. Yeah. So I can see them doing well this season. Yeah. So yeah, we'll move on, Cran, to the top seven. <laughs> Um, I suppose we'll do 7 to 5 7 to 5 baby do you want to do it uh, yeah we'll go West Ham 7th Man United 6th Spurs 5th I have and this this could come back to bite me but I have Chelsea finishing 7th I have Man United finishing 6th I, I have, have I have I have West Ham finishing 5th um, I suppose I'll start I suppose I'll start with Chelsea yeah um, Sterling and Kulabali 56 mil um, Euro for Sterling, 38 million for Koulibaly. Matson gone to Burnley, Rudiger left to Madrid and Christensen to Barcelona, of course. Um, I think Chelsea need a striker. Um, I don't know who that striker is going to be. Um, and I think for Tuchel himself, look, at, it's still a very good squad, but I just think I'm looking at the likes of even Man United and it, again, 6th and 7th there. It, it really is a toss-up between them two. You, I could easily have Chelsea finishing seven or six, excuse me. Um, but I think you know it might be a bit far ahead, not that far ahead, but a bit far ahead in terms of preparation. Um, of what I've seen of Chelsea in preseason, and I, I, I firmly believe preseason means very little in general. Um, they haven't looked good, and I think Tuchel's struggling to kind of first of all find his best formation, mm. find his best team, and that's what essentially preseason's for. There's no problem. I, I don't think there's a problem with losing in preseason, but. I think the game against Arsenal, and you looked at Arsenal for an example. I couldn't believe how like I couldn't believe the difference in quality for Arsenal and Chelsea in that game. Um, obviously look at losing on penalties to Charlotte. That means absolutely nothing. I just think there's potentially six other teams or five if you interchange interchange themselves and they better than them this season. And look at there's still a month to go in the transfer window Chelsea could get a striker they could get another midfielder they have the money we know that um, I, I personally think Frankie De Jong will end up at Chelsea um, but yeah look at at the minute I just I just can't see Chelsea doing, doing too well that low though 7th um, I, 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 to be honest with you West Ham <laughs> I think West Ham have invested well right. and you have to think of West Ham last season at home they beat Liverpool they beat Man City um, or they drew with Man City and obviously they beat Chelsea right um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about West Ham now if you want to talk about West Ham yeah um, I've West Ham finished 7th mm. um, and obviously they brought in Skamaka from Sosuolo mm. nice name Sosuolo and Skamaka's a nice name <laughs> yeah so he, I think he had 16 goals for Sosuolo last season Syria. so not, 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 not bad and they brought in Nayaf Aguirre that's hard to pronounce mm. from Ren for 32 million um, losing Fredericks and Yarmolenko on a free mm. um, and Ariola obviously coming from Paris for 8 million mm. um, weird signing Ariola. I don't know if he's reached his full potential yet he's a good keeper though. Mm, he's been, he was with West yeah. Ham last season as well for the yeah. Europa League run as well I think he'll do well but um, yeah and if you look at some of their pre-season results they lost to Rangers but all draws and two wins as well yeah. I haven't finished 7th 
I think that's a good season for them. Yeah, I, I just personally, I just have West Ham finishing fifth because I think the investment they made in Skamaka, like, I were talking about Chelsea needing a striker. I don't know why they didn't go for him. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from Swazulu, um, the, the centre-half from Wren. Like, I feel like they've made big money investments here. And I can still see them buying maybe a midfielder. Looking at their squad from last season, they're just they're building on a good squad. They haven't lost many players. We both have Manchester United finishing sixth. Do you want to explain why? It was the downfall last season. I don't think it would be anywhere near as bad as last season. This season, I think Ten Hag is an unbelievable appointment. I think he'll be he'll do very well there. I I can't envision Ten Hag flopping. Put it that way, he's good. He's a good manager. Given time. Yeah, I, I think, think he needs he needs time. Um, and I think with this like I'd say he'll be going for a younger crop of players this season bring more youth into uh, into account and obviously bring in Lissandro Martinez good centre back um, I could see him slotting in with Varane maybe in that centre back um, and I think they might need a left back or right back I think that those areas they kind of lack but I don't know um, but yeah Frankie De Jong obviously that whole fiasco don't know what's going to go down with that. Mm. But, yeah, I think he'd be a good sign for them as well. But, yeah, I think this season's all about the building process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, obviously, getting to those levels again that they were at. Um, I think they'll have a good season. They'll get a lot more points than last season. Mm. And Ten Hag will have them settled well. So, I think they'll finish sixth. I think, I think another thing for United is they've looked rejuvenated in pre-season and to be honest with you, as I said, I don't think he can read a whole lot in the preseason. I think it's like the managers themselves, like Tuchel will tell you, Klopp will tell you, this is for fitness, this is for getting sharp, for getting match practice, stuff like that. But Man United have looked on it. Um, I mean, they played a good few preseason games. Um, I think Lisandro Martinez is a very shrewd piece of business as well. Um, as you said, I think Ericsson coming in, that's a great sign. And I know a lot of United fans are saying, you know, He's that bit older, he's over the hill, but I think you need an experienced head like him. Um, there's games that he won for Brentford single handedly last season just by calming things down and you know playing the ball when it needs to be played, not not doing anything rash. And I think that's where Fred and McTominay can suffer at times. So that's where I expect Ericsson to play. Um, and I think one of the big things as well for them is the fact that they've gotten rid of Pogba, they've gotten rid of Lingard, Matic has gone to Roma, Troublemakers, Pereira. Like I think I think there was a strong rumors of Henderson and Lingard being the ones that were linking or that were leaking, um stories to the press about the dressing room and stuff like that. Mm. Now, they still have the likes of Rashford, Martial, as we said, Sancho. These are players that have to kind of step up this season, and I, I can see them stepping up because they are very talented players. But yeah. Your fifth position, Cran. You have Spurs, I believe, is it? Yeah, just very quickly on United and Rashford. He's sort of been in the in the doldrums. Mm. Is that that's a good word to use? Mm. The last few years, it, it, it's weird seeing him this bad. I think he's a lot better than what he was shown the last few seasons. So yeah, yeah, I, I'd I'd look for a good season for him. But um, yeah, Spurs fifth. I just uh, Spurs have it all. They have the management. It's they the history the, of the thing. <laughs> they have the silence. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's just Spurs. Yeah, that's all it is. Mm. It's Spurs, they can't. Surely not. They can't get like they 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 got top four last season. Fair enough. I think Arsenal though have invested very strongly, and I'm gonna move into 
all that in a minute. But yeah, Spurs have signed Basuma. They signed Perisic. They got, I think, Spence in as well. Just, Spence is a very good sign. Yeah. So they've invested strongly. I don't think Longley cuts it, to be honest. Well, like, why are Barca even letting him go? You know what I mean? There, there must be something wrong with him. Mm. You get me? So, uh, well, he's not a good player. <laughs> he, I've never read Longley myself. But. Um, but yeah, I think they've had a good transfer window, but it's, I don't think it's as good as people are making out to be. Yeah, I well, think Basuma is a good player. Mm. But yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do this season. There's a lot of teams that have strengthened up. Mm. Um, and obviously we'll move into the top four and yeah I just think our, uh, Spurs Conte will do well they'll be a top four push you know as there always is but I, I have my doubts because it's Spurs that's it so will I fire my, my top four then Kieran yeah, because it leads on from you talking about Spurs I have Spurs finishing fourth um, Arsenal third Liverpool second and Manchester City first so just really briefly on Spurs Perisic is a very good sign I think he'll he'll slot in well. He's a Conte player. You know, Conte's had him at a lot of clubs. I think Spence, you know, I was reading something that he's not a Conte signing, if that makes sense. He's a signing for the club and, you know, for the future. And I think I think Forrest missing out on him is big because he was the epitome of what Forrest was all about last season at times about himself and Sam, as we said. Longley, I don't think he's good enough. Um, Richarlison and Basuma. Basuma's a very good signing. Um, a signing that I would have liked Liverpool to make. Oh, excuse me. Oh, the mead, mead ladies of one. <laughs> yeah. But soon, as I said, is a very good signing. Um, but I, I, I don't know about Richardson personally speaking. I don't think he gets ahead of. He definitely doesn't get ahead of Harry Kane. Doesn't get ahead of Kulusevski for me, or definitely not Son. And maybe at a push, he gets ahead of Lucas Moura. I think sixty million is a big investment for him. But yeah, I think Spurs look more well-rounded than they, they've ever have before in, in recent times and anyways. And I just think they have that bit more quality than the likes of West Ham, Man United and Chelsea. Mm. Um, yeah, so obviously moving into top four, I've got Arsenal, I've got Chelsea in third and I've got Liverpool second and we've got City. So we've got the same top two, City and then Liverpool. Yeah. Um, but yeah sp- um, quickly on Arsenal front um, I think they've they've done un- unbelievable business especially getting Gabriel Jesus who I think uh, is a player that who City have sort of not utilised as well as they could have in my opinion they, they didn't really use him to the extent where he was banging in goals and I think at Arsenal he's going to get that game time he's going to get that extra initiative playing every week and and he has very good attacking attributes to bring to Arsenal. Yeah. So I think they're going to do a lot better than last season. With Saka, Odegaard, Smith-Rowe, they're going to be scoring lots of goals in my opinion. They're going to be doing bits going forward. Yeah. Doubts about Arsenal is can they bring their form pre-season into yeah. regular season? Um, and obviously they have Europa League football again. What's how is that gonna contribute? Obviously, that's gonna with all these teams, it's gonna affect them. How is that gonna affect Arsenal? Mm. You know, after missing out in the last season, yeah. How are they gonna perform this season? But yeah, I I think the the business that Arsenal have done sets them apart from Spurs, in my opinion, mm. and that's why I've gone Arsenal ahead of Spurs. Yeah, and like I've Arsenal finishing toward as well. 
I think Arsenal will be right up there this season. And I think there's something to be said for trusting in the project. Yeah. Um, because there was a lot of shouts at times for Arteta to be sacked and stuff, and you know he's gotten rid of a lot of the deadwood, and now he has. He, I think he has more or less, maybe a few more signs, but he definitely has the bones of the team that he's wanted. I think Jesus is a cracking sign. I I can see him banging them in all season. I think Sinchenko is a very tidy sign as well. Like we'll talk about City squad in a bit, but I think losing Sinchenko, Jesus and Sterling is bigger than what people are letting on to be. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think Jesus is gonna be great. They they also signed Fabio Vieira from Porto, who was someone that was linked with I think Liverpool as well. Um he's another good I think he's attacking midfielder, he's a good player. Um they have players like Bellerin coming back who you know, I think he might have the bit between his teeth. I think maybe a fresh new start on the on their Arteta could do him well. I think one player and this is if he stays and I'm led to believe he will, is William Saliba. Hmm. French centre half for Marseille last season he was on loan from Arsenal. He's a really good player. And I think if if himself it looks like they might be playing a three back this season Arsenal, himself, Ben White, Gabriel, that that's very tidy. You know what I mean? And I I, I just think that friendly against Chelsea, although I wouldn't read a whole lot into it, there was definitely a goal from inequality there. And I, I just think, I think there's Liverpool and City are definitely at the top squad-wise. I think they have the best quality there. But I think if you're to read squad down, I think Arsenal are definitely probably the third best squad and then then maybe Spurs. But yeah, that's that's why I have Arsenal finishing third. Um, third, for me, I've gone Chelsea. Obvious reasons. Finished third last year. I don't think there'll be much of a change in the top three positions this year, if I was to guess. But obviously, I was wrong last year. So, (laughs) you're going to be wrong every season with these things. Mm. But, for me, I think Chelsea finished third. I think the squad we had last season uh, uh, diminished. Mm. But I I think we have enough. Um, Rudiger is gone. Christensen is gone. Aspilicueta could be gone. Alonso could be gone. Mm. Um, so that's four of your defenders gone. Now, I think by the time the transfer window shuts, we would have strengthened centre-back at least. We need another centre-back. Mm. Lost out on Kunde. Annoying. But I definitely think... Who do you think Chelsea go for? That's tough to put me on the spot with that. But... Mm. Um, who would you like to see if there was a player I know Kunde is probably someone that you would have liked to see but is there anyone else that comes to mind I'd love to see Tamori back I'm going to be honest yeah, I'd love to see no, Tamori no, back that's fair enough yeah. but he's not going to come back but I'd love to see Tamori back um, and I don't think should I ever let him go um, but yeah just in general I think Koulibaly is a great signing I think Sterling's going to do well I watched him I watched the preseason game yesterday Sterling played well he makes good movement. I'm not his biggest fan. He makes good movement. His finishing's not so great. And it m- probably won't get any better at this point. But I think what he brings, contributions-wise, will be vital for us to see. And he adds that extra dimension, that extra bit of pace. Um, the, he gets into a position where other players last season won't get into, or didn't get into, rather. I think service um, is a big thing for that then as well. Yeah. And the the return of Chilwell and James will aid that, I suppose. Yeah, I think if you get all those all the players to full fitness, um Chilwell, James, the wing backs, I think we're on for a good season. I think it won't be probably won't be as good as last season, 
um, we won't have that title charge but I think top four is a good result and a Champions League run and I reckon we can do that personally. yeah I mean that's, that's completely fair enough I, I was just looking at a few of the squads a few of the other squads I just think Chelsea are lacking in a few positions I think the striker position is is big because you, you, you don't want to be lacking goals I think at times for Chelsea last season in particular the finals against Liverpool you know Mount Pulisic they just weren't they didn't finish well enough mm. and that could be something that, that they could have rectified by this season who knows but I, I do think um, yeah I mean okay we're looking forward to that is. I think yeah. that's the main thing it's going to be tight I think between Arsenal Chelsea and Spurs this season mm. they're sort of the positions that you're looking at that are going to be the tightest yeah, and um, because they've done the strengthening Chelsea yeah. haven't and I think just regarding like from my 7 to toward I don't think there's going to be big massive gaps like I do think like like I think Liverpool and City will probably run away with it like they have recently but I think Arsenal Spurs West Ham you know Chelsea for me they'll all be within each other mm. you know what I mean I just I don't think there's a whole lot between them I just think Arsenal and Spurs for example are better um, squads at the minute Liverpool crown have finished in second I do as well Man yeah. City winning the league yeah Um. what do you think about I suppose Man City squad coming into the season Um. for myself I think Phillips is a great replacement for Fernandinho I really rate yeah. Phillips <laughs> Gabriel Jesus and Sterling going, I suppose you can say Haaland and Alvarez are replacing them. Sinchenko going, I think is a very interesting one because he Pep does like him. Um, the the rumor they're doing the rounds now is that Kucherella be coming in, um, he's handed in a transfer request, so you do fancy Kucherella to come in. Um, based off yesterday, I think City will probably start a bit slow. I think West Ham. They away, always do. They do. Tend. I think I think West Ham away is a bit of a banana skin as well, mm. um. And I think West Ham be right up for it. There's not a lot of players coming into West Ham to that they have to bow in, um. But yeah, I think in the long run, I just have Man City win the league, and I just I again it'll probably be a point. There's not going to be much between Man City and Liverpool this season. I think from a Liverpool point of view, Nunes, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to do very well. Carvalho, we seen him at Fulham last year. And he was very sharp when he came on yesterday, and he's been very sharp the whole preseason. Obviously, Mane leaving to Bayern, Origi leaving to AC Milan, Minamino going. These are players that played a key role last season, but I, I don't see why Nunes and Carvalho can't do that this season for them. Mm. Um, for Liverpool, I think they will definitely be putting their eggs in the basket of the Champions League and the Premier League, and I can see them winning one of them. But I think if I had to put my life on it I would have Man City winning the league and Liverpool winning the Champions League yeah. what do you think um, I think everything you said is pretty much what I echo um, I think Cucurella would be a cracking sign if they go and I think that would set them apart because losing Zinchenko is big so they need another left back I just wonder will there be more twists and turns than people think maybe this season Um. There, I, I there think usually, there, there usually is. Yeah, I think there is. So yeah, as I said, this this thing is a lottery. But my biggest question I have for you is, what are your thoughts on losing Origi? <laughs> um, to be honest with you, he's beside you. He is beside me. There's Divock. Um, to be honest with you, Divock, he 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 played. <laughs> to be honest with you, Divock, he played his he played his part in the club. I think it was time for him to go. 
Um, he still had those special moments, and I think to come on against um, Everton the way he did and score to make it 2-0 in the game, that was, was really tough for us. I think that was a nice way to go. Yeah. His last game for Liverpool was against Southampton away, which was his fourth game for Liverpool when he first joined. So it was a nice way to go. Um, I just hope that Nunes can provide that bit of quality when needed um, next season. Yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing for the season. I think Liverpool will have a good season. It's going to be good. I missed it. You missed the Premier League? Just in general. Yeah. It's just like, what am I going to do for the rest of the day? You know what I mean? Mm. Well, am I going to go outside and I'm watch football? Why are you saying this, Willie? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's valid. It's valid. Just finished up the video. I just want to get quickly your prediction for top goal scorer. So top goal scorer in the Premier League this season. I think, to be honest with you, it's probably going to be Mo Salah. It's probably going to be Salah again. Really, yeah. I think it's funny that all these strikers go to different clubs like Haaland and Nunes. And the only kind of constant, and obviously there's Harry Kane and Spurs and Son, the, the only constant in the past few years is Salah consistently scoring 20 goals in the Premier League. So mm. I think if I'm a gambling man, I'm picking Salah. As an old romantic, I'm picking Nunes. And as someone who... For just for a new boy coming in, I'd fancy Haaland to do really well this season. What about yourself? I, I was gonna say Haaland, top goal scorer. Yeah. I think I don't read much into the community shield minutes. I think he's gonna bang in loads of goals this season. Yeah. With the service he's getting, yeah. So just just a few just a few shouts from yourselves on the Instagram for the Premier League this season crown. We have Fionn shout to Fionn who's saying Liverpool City Spores Arsenal top four. Echoing myself. Fair play to him. We have Jer saying Forest Bournemouth and Everton to go down. So I'm not alone in thinking Everton. Um, we have Ian saying City win. Excuse me, saying that City will be the champions by the end of the season. With Liverpool, Spurs, and Arsenal being top the rest top four again. Be like myself and Jer, and then Leeds, Forest, and Bournemouth going down. Nice. A Leeds fan saying Leeds are going down, and he fancies Jesse Marsh to be first manager sacked. Wow. Yeah, shout out to Gary real quick as well City um, Liverpool Spurs Arsenal top four it seems to be the common denominator and now he has Leeds Southampton and Forest getting relegated Dave has Liverpool being champions by the end of the season City Spurs and Arsenal top four and then relegated Fulham Forest and Brighton bit of an interesting one there from Dave and then yeah I think that's I think that's all is it one more he has Tuchel being the first manager to be sacked typical Fuck typical sake. Dave <laughs> So now, Cran, our first get it out of the season. We are changing things ever get so slightly. Out. Get it out. Shout out to Alberto Marino. We still love you on this podcast. But we are changing things this season. We're going to do quick fire. Um, so shout out again to Ian. He's full of questions today. He says, new signs to watch out for this season, Cran. Real quick. This is quick fire. So you have to be quick. New signs to watch out for. I think Sinistera is the one that catches my eye. Yeah. He's a very good little player. Mm. He's signed for uh, Leeds, so it'll be interesting to see how he does. Um, and maybe, well, well, I think the regular ones, Haaland and all the, all the rest of it. Mm. I'm going to go with Botman at Newcastle and Diego Carlos at Villa. I think right. the two of them will be very good for their respective clubs this season. Mm. Ian also asks, thoughts on Forrest? Signing so many new players, yeah. We we chat about it, didn't we in the, in the preview for the mm. prem, for the predictions. 
I think they'll struggle. I think they'll get relegated. I know you think the opposite, but it could be a tough season for Forest. I don't think the opposite. I think they'll be very like they'll be close to the relegation zone. Yeah. But I think yeah, as you said, too many signings. I think the the weird one for me. I think I said it before. Samba leaving yeah. after him being the goalkeeper last season. That's a bit. Uh, I think it's a bit plastic for me. They should have kept them. Um, but yeah. Yeah, Ian, Ian also asks, top three home kits this season? Um, top three, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I haven't seen many of them, so I'm not going to answer that question, I'm going to leave that one to you. Yeah, I like the Man City home, we've seen that yesterday with the crest centre of the badge, and they've gone old school with like a wine and a white neck, I love the Palace home one, the Palace home and away ones are fucking beautiful, and this kind of killed me to say it, but the nicest jersey in the Premier League this season is Manchester United Tonka. Wow. And that really hurts me to say because I'd rather not. But um, yeah, I, I like Man City as well. So it's a toss up between those three for me. Last one from Ian. <laughs> Thoughts on the impending global climate disaster? Yeah, this well, is a typical podcast. Uh, uh, it's not looking good, bro. <laughs> what I would say is, I don't want to say anything yet, be in trouble. But what I would say is, they're calling this a heat wave. Sorry. Everyone's like, oh. <laughs> Ireland had a heat wave. Alright. I swear to God, it was like two days above thirty degrees. Mm. And it was like, Oh my god, the world is imploding. Mm. Come on, give it a rest. That's all I'd say. I think Irish people in general just can't they're just not equipped to different to like extreme weather. Like when it's too cold we're like, Ah, it's too cold <laughs> When it's too warm we're ringing up Joe Duffy, Joe, it's it's too warm, Joe. I, I can't sit in my garden, it's too warm. Um yeah, we are in trouble though. I do think the world is ending. <laughs> we have a question from Gary. Um, go to karaoke song, Cran. Um, I have two, but go on, you can name your first one. I think that Whitney Houston's a good one. Uh, I'll always love you. Wow. But you cannot do that justice, I'm sorry. But that's exactly what I'd sing it. Oh, okay. It's sort of, uh, if I sang anything else, I'd be a try hard, wouldn't I? So yeah, I'd you're just being ironic, that's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Your go-to? My go-to. If I'm duetting with somebody, it's Shallow, Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga. Likewise. Um, and if I'm going on, going on my own, um, Mario, Let Me Love You <laughs> is a tune that I, I like to sing in the shower. So I'd probably go with that. We have... Good, the la- good the artist la- and good animated character. Yeah, anyway. well, I mean, a bit of both. <laughs> we can't have it all, but Mario does. Um, the last question from Dave. A um, bit of a mad one. Alan St. Maxime for player of the year I'm gonna give that a firm no no <laughs> no 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 I think that's why we're ending yeah <laughs> <laughs> so get your questions for get out in the question box every week on Instagram yeah we do appreciate Everyone get involved It's sort, usual. sort of like a live talk show Of sorts It is in a way Thanks for joining us This week As ever We really do Appreciate it Be sure to give The YouTube video A little looksy If you want to look at Myself and Cran's Mush um, Hungover mush Is the way I describe it I'm just thinking of the people That do want to look at it <laughs> It couldn't be a very long list and, and if you do want to look at it Please do hit me up At Adam Leonard On Instagram Oh, God. But yes, we we shall leave it there, so. End of, end of.